song's got a good beat, don't it? Hey, welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Welcome to Hour 2. Our call-in line is 505-444-5059. It's been pretty busy so far today. It's great. Got people listening all over the place. Had a guy from New Jersey listening to us. If you want to email us your questions and comments, you can email us at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at Freedom Speak. That's Freedom Speak, not Speaks. That wouldn't make any sense. FreedomSpeakNM.com. That's our email address. So I held over uh, somebody uh, on the phones uh, through the break. Somebody I've been talking to um, actually over the past several days. He uh, wrote a book. And, uh, hey, make sure, Christian, whatever you got playing in the background, if you're playing the show in the background, make sure you turn that down. Otherwise, it creates uh, feed, feedback. Yeah, I turned it off. Okay, yeah. cool. Because there was a little bit of a delay. Um, okay. So, Christian, you wrote a book. Why don't you tell everybody what the name of your book is, first of all, and who you, who you are, where you um, are. Yeah, I wrote a book called Evil's Origin. Evil, and, uh, evil what? Evil Sporgen. Sporgen. What does that mean? Origin. Origin. Oh, origin evil origins. Meaning, yes. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. You know, sort of the source of evil. Okay. Um, and we talked on the phone a little bit yesterday, actually, and yeah, I, yeah. you know, I think what's been going on is just. Uh, I think evil incarnate is taking over our world a little at a time. And I, and I think like what these Hamas terrorists did in Israel, uh, was just unthinkable. Um, and what's even more unthinkable is that we have American citizens supporting these people, supporting what they did. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we have actual people that actually believe in this, in this country that call themselves American citizens. I I, I, right. I I don't even get this at all. Um, and you have colleges that won't speak out. They've got these people promoting this um, uh, anti, major anti-Semitism in these colleges, and right. the colleges won't speak up. You know, and, and, yeah, you know. I mean, I think there's so much indoctrination happening that a lot of, you know, a lot of people just, I mean, you know, it's sort of like what we hear, right? So we form our opinions from what we hear. And especially when you're young, you just don't know any better. So whatever you hear is sort of what's going to shape your opinions unless you start questioning things. Yeah. So I think that's what we're, sort of what we're seeing, right? Well, you know, and before the uh, break, uh, Ben uh, had mentioned about social media. And so many people now mm-hmm. are like on social media all the time. And I even had a, a, a therapist on uh, with us uh, recently, and she was talking about a, a phenomenon known as FOMO, uh, which seems to be <laughs> running rampant. Called Basically, it stands for fear of missing out. So people are constantly checking and looking at their phones throughout the entire day. And Right. These social media companies, that is their goal, to keep you engaged yep. 100% of the time so that they can sell you things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a financial motivation in all of this. Ben, did you want to make some comments about that? I know you started that before the break. Yeah, so um, I mentioned that a few of my talking points when I first got involved in the political scene is that two apps pretty much crumbled our nation And that was Twitter and Facebook. And even um, that defective KGB who uh, talked about how quickly a nation could be demoralized, he says it's about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And so uh, once I watched that video, then I just kind of just just for, you know, just for information's purposes, I looked up to see how long Facebook had been around. And it was about 50 years uh, by the time 2020 happened. And Mm so it just shows how many people are affected like just think how many generations are on facebook so you're 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 affecting not just the children but it's adults it's grandparents it's multiple generations Mm. that are affected by social media and then now you got to think what all is run off of wi-fi like just just our, our businesses usually like our our phones like our entire life 
is is on Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi went out, so I, <laughs> I know it went out for like two days, and I'm like scrambling to try to function in life. And I'm lost. He says, <laughs> I'm oh lost. no! And it just shows. It just shows how much um, we are not just pretty much you know dependent on technology. But at the same time, who controls the technology? We, we technically don't have the control. Like, we don't have that switch to turn it off. We don't have the switch to, to kill the power grid. But, um, you know, what we do have is, is, you know, while we have it, is the liberty to, to speak. And I, and I mentioned to you that these podcasts like these are literally saving our nation. And, and you think in Nazi Germany, there was one set of media telling one story nobody had free thought and when you did have free thought then you were locked up and thrown you know thrown into the camps and so it really is saving our nation and allowing people to have free thought yeah 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 it's sort of like i think that it's sort of like a fork in the road we're at right now so it can go extremely dark or we can go towards the light um because i you know technology is amazing on its own actually it's it's Mm -hmm. really it's fascinating what you can do. It's sort of like the soapbox for everyone. So in that way, it actually brings a lot of great things, but it can also enslave us. So we're sort of like right now, we're at that moment where we actually have to decide as a, as a nation or as a society, which direction do we go in and how do we actually figure these things out? It is very addictive. Yeah, I like think if... Said, I think, Ben, right? I think if we use it for purposes of educating the masses because you got to think a republic only functions well and survives with an educated masses and um mm-hmm. and, it, and it takes a lot of work to keep a republic going and so um you got to think of the many things that conservatives are not effective in that would probably be the movie industry like we're starting to get there yeah we are i mean there's some production companies starting up that are conservative which is really great yeah sound of freedom is is a good uh point there's another one that dinesh d'souza is coming up with too that's uh, coming out i think next week i think i think it's called angel studios angel studios Studios, yeah yeah so that that's starting to come uh i think even the 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 you know the the one-sided narrative that was being forced during 2020 to like present almost that caused a lot of people to be independent journalists and independent podcasts and so i think um that's helping right now but something i'm i'm going to be starting as well is as far as uh media campaign videos um we're going to be donating or at least producing everything that needs to be spoken about so you got to think dinesh d'souza yeah those documentaries cost money. Oh yeah, and conservatives pay the money. Yeah, so you got to think the people on the other side of the ballot, the people that don't care about politics, the people that we're trying to reach. Well, that's that's where I'm going to try to come in and, and provide a free uh, avenue of these many documentaries because the mm-hmm. documentaries are just history or just facts of what's going on in our nation. And so, whenever it's history information that's available to the public already then you're able to reproduce it however you want. And so I'm going to try to make um, a lot of these documentaries that have already been produced, I'm going to try to make it a free version. And then also uh, actual American history, uh, our biblical founding principles, stuff like that. Like I want to educate the masses on that as well because I have a book right here. So this is a black historian, and I'll kind of show the camera right there. Um, William Cooper Nell, it's called The Colored Patriots of the American Revolution. We we probably don't know any of them, right? <laughs> you know? And there were a lot of them actually. There was, yeah. And yeah. that and that that alone would probably beat the narrative that was forced in 2020 that yeah. America was racist. Then, like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like when you hear about all these heroes in in American history that were purposely removed, it paints a whole different. Uh, picture of America. Well, you know, and I think Barack Obama really, really tried to rekindle the whole racism thing. Yep. You know, and 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 like this whole nonsense with a, a an ebony alert. Right. I mean, Candace Owens had a great time with that, talking right. about an ebony alert. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, well, how do you determine? That somebody is of the correct gender to be included in an, in an M, at a ebony alert. Right. You know, do we need to have a different alert for every uh, every person of every genetic disposition? How do we determine 
Who gets on the ebony alert? Who gets on the amber alert? Who gets on the red alert? Red alert, like Star Trek. Red alert, red alert. You know, uh, yeah, it's just it's total lunacy, and it's all about dividing us. It is. Yep. Yeah, it's all, and you know, they're already coming up with black class classes for black, brown and black people. It's like, well, why don't we just go right on back and why don't we just forget about all the progress that's been making, been made? Why don't we have uh, colored bathrooms, colored drinking fountains? We'll have black people riding in the back of the bus again. Why don't we just go right on back to that and just reverse <coughs> everything that's been done so over I, the past several decades? So think about the, the riding in the back of the bus if you watch Uncle Tom and Uncle Tom 2, two documentaries produced by um, Candace Owens, not necessarily Blexit, but people are part of Blexit. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you watch those documentaries, you'll see that in that city was mostly black business owners. And so they actually had to create a white-owned company for her to ride, a ride in, the, in the front of the bus. So all of them were black business bus owners. And, uh, and nobody knows that. And so that's just another point where the narrative, what was in the news, what was in the newspapers, it was that. Now, are you talking nar- about the Rosa Parks thing? Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was a hero. She really did some good stuff. And, well, the thing yeah. is, though, is they had to create a white-owned bus company. All you mean the- a black-owned bus company? No, 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 no. no. All, all the bus owners were already black-owned. Oh, okay. In that city. Okay. So in order to create that narrative, they actually had to create a white-owned bus company for her to sit in the front. Really? So th- that was non-existent. Yeah, yeah. And so if you watch Uncle Tom 1, Uncle Tom 2, you, you'll, Interesting. See, you'll see how much is uh, pretty... Interesting. By the way, I'm going to say, hi, Mom. I know you're watching. <laughs> She gets, she gets, she gets frustrated when I don't say, "Hey, mom," because she's watching me on Rumble. I can see that. <laughs> so, Christian, what else is on your mind? Well, I mean, I was I was listening to sort of like your beginning, and I how did you, you like that? Eloquent. I think you were very extremely eloquent, and what you said is true. I mean, it's it, it's actually I'm really troubled because. It's sort of like I've, I've had my head in this research for like about eight, ten years on and off mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, writing this book. And, uh, you know, I was sort of like I started writing it because I want to sort of like at that point wake people up because um, I felt apathy and also kind of like that at that point that, hey, evil is just kind of relative. It's kind of silly. It's like doesn't really exist. It's sort of like, you know, and I, so so I was doing a lot of research, and I've been kind of shocked, actually, for the last three years, what has happened. And so I'm extremely glad when I hear people and like you guys, you know, speaking about this, because we have to speak about it, because this is the thing I think a lot of people, you know, decent people, really have no idea or understanding of what, you know, what is around the corner or could be around the corner. I mean, I... I I really hope that this doesn't happen, but this is the thing. It's like if we're ignorant or naive or we just don't know because this is the thing. You know, I think we talked about it uh, like a yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, you know, we live we, our lives. We're busy with our lives, family, work. You know, we, we just want to spend a couple hours relaxing in front of the, you know, whatever, watching a movie or, or whatever, right? Uh, and we're, we're sort of like accustomed to live in our culture society where we sort of expect that we can trust people, we can trust the, the news, you know, well, back then, right now, it's sort of becoming very, very obvious and clear we cannot. But starting, you know, starting writing this book, I, I was just like, okay, I, I, you know, we need to wake up. Yeah, we and do. So I'm not, you know, so I'm not shocked by what's happening with Hamas. I'm not shocked by any of these things, but I think a lot of people are. And that's the thing. We have to wake up so that we can, because everyone will have to put some effort into understanding, you know, that we have to fight. This has to, we have to stop this. We do. You know, and uh, how I met uh, Ben here is Ben organizes a lot of rallies in the state of New Mexico. He does a really great job of that, by the way, Ben. We have to call them protests at times. Yes, we do. Sometimes they're protests, sometimes they're rallies. You know, we've definitely had a lot of protests. And as a matter of fact, 
that's how I met a lot of the people I know in this state over the past few years is going to protests and rallies. It's like it brought us all together. So from a positive aspect of all that, it brought a lot of people that I want to get to know uh, brought us all together. That's the only good thing about tyranny. That's the only good thing. It brings a lot of good people that are actually like-minded. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we, we experienced the purge on social media. Yeah. But shortly after that, everybody produced their own either organizations, podcasts, like yourself. Yeah. And, and so that actually spread. And then we all came together after we had our own our independent uh, organizations, we all came together with Better Together New Mexico, and that's about 300,000 New Mexicans. So it just, what what happened is is definitely godsend. I think it's more God than than the tyrannical government. But, you know, when, when you're complacent for so long, um, that that's what happens in government. Actually, let me read this real quick, because... A lot of people hear democracy mentioned. Democracy, democracy. Oh, and I'm 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 always talking about all the time how that's that they're pushing the word democracy. Yep. We are not a democracy. There's a big difference between a democracy and a representative republic. Exactly. So, uh, the Bill of Rights uh, framer Fisher Ames observed, and he quoted, "A democracy is a volcano which conceals the fiery materials of its own destruction. These will produce any eru- an eruption." Uh, and carry desolation in their way. Uh, Declaration signer Benjamin Rush similarly noted, a simple democracy is a devil's own government. John Adams cautioned, remember democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There There never was a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. And that was our founders. And, and so in article Four, section four, it says that every state shall maintain a Republican form of government. And so all that information, nobody knows as, as, as our education, um, places of education, public education, uh, push a one-sided narrative that America's racist. Now the new, new word is, is colonizers. And really it's, it's just, they all have their scripts. Yeah. We all have their scripts and they're following their cues. And I think uh, what's going to help us this time, though, is we have uncancelable platforms that can reach the masses now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think what has happened is an entire new uh, media has started, yep. you know, with shows like mine. There's a lot of other great patriots that are out there speaking out, doing like what I'm doing, doing, you know, something similar. Um, we, we've all got something slightly different that we're doing, trying to get the message out and trying to wake people up. And, you know, just like I do every week here, you know, I go through, I go painstakingly go through various different media sources. I, I look for what's going on in the world. I try to dig for the truth. Um, I don't just say things without actually doing a little bit of research on them to try to do the best I can to confirm that it's actually true. Like the hospital that didn't blow up. And yeah, didn't get bombed. Didn't. No, it, it it got hit by a a Hamas missile that was a dud. I mean, I mean, they're making their missiles out of the the <laughs> the, the water pipes they're ripping up out of Gaza. The water pipes which the Israelis installed a really nice sewer system. They're digging up the sewer pipes and stuff like that and making them into missiles. It's crazy. And then they're launching them into Israel. It's like, well, here's your sewer pipe. We're going to give it back to you. I, I it's it's and and so one of these you know crappy missiles was a dud and it hit the hospital and the news even showed the uh, picture of a destroyed building which wasn't even not that hospital it was some other building somewhere else and a baby made out of AI yeah made out of AI yeah and so check this uh, my, my pastor actually sent this in a group text it says that uh, the New York Times is pretty much. Uh, sending, publishing satellite imagery and maps showing precise location of Israel's troops and uh, and build up outside of Gaza. That is twisted right there. The fact that, you know, we, we always try to figure out who's on the right side and what's true whenever it's posted. And, and we have to kind of, now, now the push is to wait like 24 hours until you can see if it's true or not. Well, whenever the New York Times is doing stuff like that, that's, that's very demonic 
demonically inspired, I think. You know, and there was an article that was talking about how <laughs> this one really caught my eye. How an Israeli airstrike apparently destroyed the only Planned Parenthood affiliated clinic in Gaza. Now, you know, just immediately I'm thinking, what's wrong with that? <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing that a lot of people and, and need to understand, and there are others saying this out there, but I'm not sure a lot of people are listening, is that Hamas, they don't have like traditional military installations like we might think of like in this country where we have, we have military bases here and, and stuff like that. No, in, in Gaza what they do is they use people as human shields. So they put their military installations in hospitals, in, in mosques, in, in, in apartment buildings, in residential areas. And so the Israelis have been doing their best, and they always have done this, because I had a good friend on with us last week that was Israeli, and she used to live there a long, long time, and in which they Israel will painstakingly try to minimize any kind of civilian casualties. They will go over with planes and drop leaflets on like thousands and thousands of leaflets all over the place saying, you need to get out because we are going to bomb this area in 24 hours. So they give them every opportunity, but what they what Hamas does is they they keep them there so that they can not only, actually it serves two purposes, that if they have people there that well, maybe you won't bomb us because you'll be concerned about civilians. Um, on the other hand, if you bomb us anyway and civilians are killed, then we're going to use this. We're going to basically use um, the media as a weapon against you because we're going to show you pictures of all these civilians you've killed. But, you know, i got news for you, people. Civilians buy, die in wars. It, they always have. Um, war is not not a good thing. War is something that you want to avoid if at all possible. So are civilians going to be killed in Gaza? I'm sure of that. But, you know, if they want to live, they need to get out of there. Well, after watching Sound of Freedom, we know how much the body count is just from our border when uh, America is the highest producer and consumer of, of trafficking. And so after they're done being trafficked, then they're used as, you know, just for their organs. That is, you know, the same people that are crying about all this, you know, fake, fake media uh, that they're buying and eating up. They, they are silent about the border. Actually, they're complicit about the border. And, uh, and so I've, I've done my research on my opponent, Martin Heinrich, and he was in a sense mocking Mick Rich whenever he ran and he wanted to close the border. And they had stated that, you know, uh, the, these traffickers are not going through the open areas. They're going through the ports of entry. Why, why would they go through the ports of entry? And so the, uh, the actual Sound of Freedom movie was about somebody being forced to the ports of entry mm-hmm. because they had a wall. Yeah. And so um, they, they've really exposed a lot of our nation. And obviously we've seen a lot exposed since 2020, who's who. And, and when you're silent about certain issues... That shows who you are as well. Yeah. And, and yeah. then when you speak in favor of false narratives, that gives us a good sign of who you are as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tricky time. Uh, and like he said, there's a lot of media that we have to speak about. We do have to expose it. And um, if nobody speaks about it, then nobody knows about it. And so uncancelable platforms is, is the route to go. And we might even have to go old school, like door-to-door flyers. We might. We, we might. might have to go old school. I think we might. We may have to uh, set up on a in a parking lot, or which we have done this. Set up in a parking lot yep. or a street corner with uh, megaphones, yep. and and get the word out that way. We were certainly doing a lot of that during the height of the scandemic. I know I was involved a lot in a lot of that myself. There would be hundreds of us that would gather on a street corner, and we would get out there with signs and megaphones, and we would try to inform people as they drove by in their cars. It works actually. It so. actually does. It actually <laughs> Can't does. Can't censor that. At, at this point, it looks like we don't really have a choice because you cannot depend on the media for anything. You can't. Yeah. No. We don't really have a choice. No. So I feel fortunate to have been given this platform um, on the radio, you know, and those of you guys that are listening on KDAZ, um, you know, they're a fantastic station. You know, they, they've put me on there. They've got a lot of other really great conservative voices on there that are speaking out. And, they, you know, they're doing their part in this fight. And... You know, and then I'm I, I'm I'll, 
out on, on as many social media platforms as I possibly can. Something and, something this caller is kind of uh, very ahead of the game on is is books can't be canceled. Yeah, and so. Um, we're actually going to be producing like magazines and stuff like that, uh, just of all the grassroots efforts. Cause nobody knows really like what's going on in their own community. And so yeah. we want to kind of spread the word on that, but a magazine is uncancelable. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing that they do is, um, that I'm noticing a lot. And I notice this when I'm doing my research online is that they will, you know, how I've talked about the changing of the meaning of words and stuff like that is they will literally go in and change the meanings of words. You'll notice like sites that give the definition of things, the definitions change. And what they'll do is they'll eliminate the old, the old references and they'll put the new ones in like the progressives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's there's nothing progressive about them. Nothing progressive Mm -hmm. about a progressive. Yeah. If you, if you go to the 1828, uh, Webster's dictionary, you'll, you'll see how much they actually cut out. They actually use actual scripture, Bible scriptures to explain some of the definitions. Yeah. And so everything you have in schools, as far as a revised version, or we revised it to be easier understood. Well, no, they actually took black American heroes, Christian American heroes, scriptures and, and stuff like that. Like our first uh, curriculum, uh, the England, new England or the English primer or something like that. Um, they go through the whole al- alphabet using scripture and and then not only that when we first won in the revolutionary war the first decision was now that we're not under britain we're going to print our own bibles congress endorsed congress printed and so um yeah it just it's crazy all right well we're coming up on a break uh christian you want to hold over on the break um you want to throw sure. something you got yeah, like, yeah, okay you want to say something yep. here we got about 30 seconds before we go to break I, I just think that, again, what we're talking about is so important. Yeah. Um, and it, it's sort of like, you know, we have to really uh, searching for the truth, you know, ground ourselves in, it, you know, what we know and we, what we don't know, right? It's sort of like that we have to keep, because that's the thing that's trying to confuse us. They're trying to bring chaos. Yeah. What we need to do is we need to try to wake people up from the wokeness that they've that's been indoctrinated into yep. them, and, and and it's happened to everybody, whether they realize it or not. They've been bombarded with fake news, and and by staring at their phones all the time, they don't realize that they're being indoctrinated. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Lots more to come. I want to talk about maybe in the next segment. I want to talk about this this attack on Donald Trump that's discontinuing. And, you know, not only that, but how his First Amendment freedom is being violated by this gag order and and election interference. Anyway, don't go anywhere. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505 
362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella, along with guest Ben Luna. If you're listening to us on KDAZ Radio, I want to thank you for listening in. We're streaming on uh, Facebook, X, t- uh, Twitter, and YouTube. Did I get them all? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to remember. I know. <laughs> on, on Friday mornings, 9 a.m. to noon, just uh, look up, look us up under Becca Marie, B-E-C-C-A, M-A-R-I, and you'll find us. You can even Google that name. It'll it'll fill the screen with search results. It's pretty awesome. I love the music. The yeah. variety, too. It's just like, yeah. this is my place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I get uh, that music I get from a subscription service uh, called Pandemic Sound. No way. Dot com. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it's a, uh, it's a music service that is... Uh, Basically, it's independent artists, and it's uh, royalty-free. So they, I guess they get paid from the subscriptions from the music service. Right. So it's like, you know, whereas this, uh, you know, your mainstream music, which I would love to be able to include some of my classic, favorite classic rock and roll music, well, but... They want to charge your... They want to charge, I mean, even mm-hmm. even using the one Ted Nugent song I wanted to use just to open the show, they wanted 500, wanted 500 bucks a week for me to play 30 seconds of Stranglehold. Is it Epidemic? 
Or Epi- epidemic. Oh, okay. You said Epi- epidemic. I use epidemic as well. Yeah, yeah. They're great. They got some good stuff on there. And so it's great to be able to patronize uh, independent artists. And so I sent you an email of a song that's coming out that we're releasing. I don't know if you could pull that up. Later, oh, yeah? But, yeah? Okay. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that. It's along the same uh, kind of stuff. Who who did who did the song? So myself, my uh, two younger brothers, and a brother from the church. It's about our Second Amendment, our governor, and um, and so we'll be doing a music video here shortly. We haven't released it yet, but this might be a good little place to kind of feature it. Yeah, yeah, a little okay. sneak peek. Let's see here. Let me find it. So you sent it to my my Becca email. Yes, okay. we had a guest uh, not last week, but the week before. Um, he wrote a song, well, his band wrote a song called, uh, well, it's about fake news. It was called Headlines, and that's a really good, we played it for them two weeks ago. Ooh, okay. So everybody's writing music about it, you know. I mean, Jason Alden isn't the only one. The, the yeah, guy gotta, that wrote the small town that couldn't happen in a small town. A lot of people are getting involved with music because people tend to listen to music more than people talking, I think. Yep, music um, is a message in its own, but it, it has a little beat to it that makes you remember it. So that's good. I'm glad that you actually got one together. Changes the culture. It does. Uh, well, you know, the thing about music, music, it, it affects a different part of the brain than like regular just talking does. It, it kind of affects the, the right part of the brain, too. So that's why when you'll see like uh, advertisers, they'll often have jingles or they'll in, include that kind of things where it's got a melodic sound to it. It, it sticks with you. Like O'Reilly, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or like jingles just that are, are just, you know, like who can't remember the ingredients of a Big Mac? You know? Uh, let's see here. Did I get that? Let's see. I'm looking, I'm looking for your, looking for your email you sent me. Give me a second. Sure. We'll play it online if I can. So anyway, so I've got, uh, Christian still on the line with us. Hey, Christian. Uh, what, what other thoughts do you have before we hit the break there? You still with us there, Christian? I'm not sure. I think he might have dropped off we'll see if he comes back so no 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 i'm here i'm here oh, oh. <laughs> okay there you Sorry. are um so i i wanted to let's see what else did i is there anything else i wanted to hit before um i wanted to talk about this thing with donald trump going on and i think this mm-hmm. is uh partially um a distraction to distract people from a very very important election I think it's also a uh, to to try to interfere with the election, and they're not being held accountable. It's like I thought these Democrats were all for like uh, standing up for you know um, no election interference. I thought they really cared about election interference. Only the Democrats can do election interference and get away with it. Right. Only they can do it. Yeah. 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 It's only it's okay if they do it for sure. Yeah. 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 Um. So they've got, they put a gag order on Donald Trump. And so what they've done, let me, let me go through this a little bit. Apparently, U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin placed a gag order against Donald Trump. And what does this do? Okay, for starters, it's election interference because they are saying that in this gag order that Trump cannot speak out against people like Jack Smith. He, they can't. It says here. It says here that she barred Trump from continuing to publicly berate special counsel Jack Smith and his team. Why? Why can't he berate Jack Smith and his team? Because Jack Smith is corrupt. If if you're running for president and you can't speak out against the corrupt establishment, that that's part of campaign speech, right? I, I mean, I would think. Um, they're also saying, it says here, um, uh, Trump barred uh, uh, or any reasonably foreseeable witness. Well, who is a reasonably foreseeable witness? They're trying to bar him from social media, period, because they said, well, if he's on social media, he can actually intimidate people through social media. So they're trying to stop him in every form, you know, speech, social media, everything. Like, you don't run. But everything they accuse Trump of, they do. 
Right. Yeah, they did it first <laughs> and continue to do it. Yep. But yeah, Trump can't get away with it. I'm trying to find your email there. Uh, it's uh, maybe in spam. Hard to. I may have to look for it in the next uh, in the next break because it's hard to talk and and go through emails at the same no worries, time. You're good. <clears throat> so anyway, it says here that. Uh, um. Oh, they're talking about what if Trump defies the order? Now, I've said that, too. It's like, okay, personally, I think Trump ought to tell him to suck it, and I think he needs to just go ahead and do whatever he wants to do, which is what Trump normally does. And I, I you think know? he is doing that, by the way. Yeah, 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 He, I think he is, too. He's just doing circles around them. Yeah, he needs to just keep doing because they're in it. they're in a little bit of a dilemma here. It's like, well, okay, yeah, you can play, make that order, but then can you enforce— violating someone's freedom of speech? Can you enforce preventing them from speaking out during their campaign against corrupt politicians and and DAs? Um, I don't see how they can possibly do that. And if it's not a law, can they just do a mandate that we are tyrant? A mandate, a yes. A mandate, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's what the tyrant That's a very misogynistic term. Isn't a it? A mandate. Isn't Groper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it worked for her. Yeah. yeah. So it says here, uh, let's see. Um, but her oral, oral ruling Monday and written order Tuesday were silent on how she'll determine potential punishments for Trump, which could range from in-court scoldings. Oh, I got, I'm sure he's really worried about those. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> to financial penalties to pretrial incarceration. Yeah, like that's going to happen. You know, I, we talked about this a while back about, okay, let's say, for instance, which it's not going to happen. Let's say, for instance, they were going to throw Trump into jail. Okay, Trump is a former president of the United States. He gets Secret Service protection yep. for the rest of his life. Okay, they would have to set up an entire wing of the prison just for him. They'd have to clear out all the staff uh, or anybody that could p- potentially— pose a, a, a threat to Trump at all in any way whatsoever, and then he would have to have the place populated with Secret Service agents to ensure his safety. That's what it went involved. And not to mention his Secret Service that he hires because he doesn't trust the government. His own personal security. Yeah, yes. For sure. Yes. So it would be a full house. Um, says here that Chuck can also could try to limit Trump's use of social media. There we go. His favorite platform for many of his attacks. That's the approach a federal judge adopted in 2019 in the case of longtime Trump associate Roger Stone after Stone threatened the judge on Instagram. (laughs) Harsh words. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of like Biden saying, don't, 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 don't or what? What are you going to do? You know, if Trump was president... He wouldn't be saying don't, 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 don't. Mm-hmm. He might say the word don't as part of what he's saying, but he would say if you mm-hmm. lay a hand on a single American citizen there, or one there, of our allies, there will be consequences. There will be consequences. And those consequences would include mm-hmm. bombing your entire country out of existence. <laughs> and you've seen me take out some of your leaders. I will have a target on your back. By the way, oh, that's a very nice house you live in. I know what that house looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were going out. You go out and get the mail every day at like uh, 3 p.m. out in front of your house. Well, how do you know where I live? It's like we know where you live. Mm-hmm. And we'll be coming for you if you do anything. Mm-hmm. He has done those sort of things before. You know, I remember when he, he told some tyrannical foreign leader that, you know, described their house to them. Well, so how, do, how do you know? Oh, we're watching you. Moab, right? Yeah. He came up with that name, Mother of All Bombs. Mother of All Bombs. I like that. Uh, yeah. I think there's a Mother of All Burritos, too. At a, that sounds pretty tasty. Somewhere around here, one of these gas stations. Yeah. But, nice. That'd be a good name for a burrito, Mother of All Burritos. <laughs> and you know, another yeah. thing about Trump is that he, he wasn't, he was fearless. I mean, when he went to go meet the leader of Korea, or was it King Jong? Oh, yeah. Kim Jong-un. He went by himself. Yep. Yeah, just walked in and said, hey, how's it going? They walked in, sat down. You know, it was like a, a big old threat. He wasn't, he, he went in there with force, you know, not 
threatening them in any way, but able to communicate. Let's talk about this. You know, there's, there's a lot of things could go wrong. And they, they agreed on it. It was wonderful. And not like Biden, who would bring like 45 people in front of him and 120 behind him to make sure that they didn't harm him in any way. He's afraid because he, he should be. He should yeah. be afraid. Yeah. Trump wasn't afraid. Well, you know, Biden took a couple of days to even uh, even come out of the basement and make a comment about the situation in Israel. And now all he can say is don't, 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 don't. I, I Really? Yeah. The, the, the media is destroying him over that, including the left-wing media. It's like, what does that mean? Don't, 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 don't. I mean, yeah, that, that doesn't – that sounds like an empty threat. And I think the thing is, is that Biden is so wrapped up and he's so in the back pocket of so many tyr- tyrannical leaders around, around the world that he really – he can't do anything. He can't do anything because they have his hands tied. They, they, they have control his hands. everything he That's says. Right. And they run the country. They run they. the country. Yes, they, they, they. <laughs> you know, I, I was talking about that that video that Russell Brand put out the other day, in which he was talking about how these American weapons are just popping up all over the place, all over the world. We're arming both sides. Not necessarily directly, but indirectly. The yeah. weapons are getting to them. We're sending all these weapons over to Ukraine without any accountability whatsoever. And they're, and they're probably ending up, who knows, they might even be the, in the hands of Hamas. We might, Hamas might have been using, partially using American weapons to kill Jews. And, and, and American weapons are popping up all over the place. A high percentage of the weapons around the world arming both sides are American weapons. And you get to thinking about like this recent thing with, and, and I've talked about this a lot over for years now, about how politicians, they all become millionaires while, while serving in a government job, you know, making a minimal amount of money. And yet... Even the little bartender from New yeah, York. Yeah, the little bartender from yeah. New York. She's already a millionaire. Yeah, multi-millionaire. And she's been, what, just in there a couple of years now? That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's already... How'd she, how did she do that? Very carefully. She, she's, <laughs> I mean, come on. AOC's a moron. I mean, she's an idiot. She's not smart at all. You know? Another Biden. And, yeah. And yet, she's a millionaire mm-hmm. on a salary, I, I think, what what's a congressperson get? 175000 175000 a year, mm-hmm. and already she's a millionaire? Um, that's, you know, maybe I need to talk to her about making good investments. <laughs> she, she apparently knows something about that. But here's the thing. It's like this insider trading that these people do. I mean, this is another way they make money, I'm sure, in which they make policies that affect corporations. They make, they make policies... Like especially the defense industry, the weapons industry. Well, yeah, look at what happened now in Congress. The day before the war, before it actually they started bombing, they all invested in 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 bombs and everything. Congress did. Yeah, um, and they said, "Well, we don't do it ourselves. The guy that does all of our, you know, investing, yeah, 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 they did yeah. it for us because no, they knew it was going to happen. Of course, yeah. So they all invested. Now they're all, they are all making millionaires. You know, it's very easy. And then just put payment on the other guy. Well, these are our investors. We don't know what they're doing it for, but this is what they did, and now we're millionaires. Well, we don't. Yeah. Hey, Christian, I know you only got a few minutes. You want to make a comment before you got a, before you got a bail. Uh, I'll make one comment, which was one thought I had when you were talking about who they are. I don't know if I can talk about that uh, from the the other sections, but yeah. it's sort of like uh, I don't even listen to Annika Luca, but she uh, wrote a book called Quest for Love, and she was in this kind of network in Europe and Belgium, and so you know, if you, actually, if you listen to her stories and stuff like that, you will find that. You know, she was basically, her mom would take her to these castles and uh, really, you know, basically she went through very horrible things. And she's hinting at this network that's everywhere. So I think that that would be another thing for people to look into because it, it really shows that there's something very devious going on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think so, too. I, I think there's stuff going on with the weapons. There's something going on with the children. There's a much deeper story in all of this stuff. And I think, you know, kind of like the scamdemic over the past few years in which there was all this motivation for these drug companies to keep the scamdemic going forever so that they could keep selling these boosters yep. so that they, the sheeple could keep getting the boosters uh, indefinitely because they, oh, my God, I don't want to die from the Rona. You know, so they got to have a booster, and it's like, oh, well, you're going to have to have a booster like every 30 days, or you're going to die, you know. And they got a lot of people buying into this garbage, which is total bull. And and as long as they've got those people, they're going to keep making billions and billions of dollars. These drug companies are. And then, and then you've got the politicians that are playing the stock market. They're saying, "Huh, okay, I know Pfizer, we're going to we're going to pass some we're going to pass some laws so that Pfizer can sell a whole bunch of more of these boosters. So, we're going to buy some stock in Pfizer because we know that Pfizer stock is going to go way up because we are giving them the business." Can you see the problem and the conflict of interest there? This is major. So, politicians are are financially motivated to pass these policies because they're lining their own pockets from from the result of the policies that they pass. Yeah, the immigrant camps that we've been putting up throughout our nation now at the southern border, but we once had, I think it was 12 sites uh, from the Afghan refugees that we brought over. And so one of those sites is 500 million to 1 billion uh, just to run. And that was like a temporary setup. And so I actually asked the guy that was like second in charge on the site in uh, Holloman Air Force Base because I was working there as an electrician. And so, um, yeah, he gave me the numbers. And you got to think that's a temporary setup, 500 million to 1 billion gone after they tear it down within like six months or whatever. Um, but those are small compared to what the military bases would have to be in, in, you know, wherever we would have to set up, uh, in a war. And so I looked up the companies and it turned out that they're packs. They're, they're not just these companies, they're packs. And so, um, that right there just shows you that when, when they, when we fund these wars, we're funding these packs and then they fund the people that keep these wars going. And, uh, I haven't really been able to deep, deep dive that, uh, a lot, but you know, I saw enough and, and heard enough and, and, uh, just hearing how, how expensive it is. And now they're gone, non-existent, but they're in our nation. And, uh, and, and what happens to these immigrants as well is they get put on, put in a hotel, they get a food stamp card or whatever. And, um, and then they have a, a social worker supposedly to help them you know, acclimate to our, our nation and try to function as an American, getting a job, filling out an application. Well, that's, you know, now you have millions. <laughs> now oh you have God. millions. And we already couldn't even do it. So. Oh, my God. Christian, by the way, thank you for your call today. I, uh, I think I might have him on as like a regular guest, maybe on a show coming up here in a few weeks. We were talking about that. But, yeah, that's the problem we got. We got money changing hands. And policy that these politicians are putting through, and I'm not just saying Democrats either. Republicans are doing it too. Even one of my favorite politicians, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the other day got busted trading in stocks, profiting off of what's going on. I think that's who, exactly who I was talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they're not necessarily... Uh, supporting policies that are necessarily good for we the people. They are promoting policies that are good for them. And I, I, I talk about this all the time. They're in it for themselves. There's, there's too much money involved. There should, if we ever have an honest government in place again, which I'm, I'm really, really skeptical about that, then we need to pass a law against people in government trading in stocks. If you, if you are in the government and you in any way are involved in making laws or policy, you should be banned from 
kind of like kind of like they want uh, a uh, a president when he's put into office to put his business into like a conservatorship or whatever so that he's he's not in any way controlling it anymore right. um, same sort of deal I mean you think if you're going to do that that you would also want to ban lawmakers from trading in stocks because they can affect they can affect those things. Let's see what's this. I'm looking. I'm looking at some of the messages I'm getting here on on Facebook. Um, hmm. Yeah, twenty two hundred in social security a month and food stamps. Every illegal, not immigrants. Yeah, yeah. When do yeah, you- exactly. I- illegal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, get, I get chewed out sometimes because I do put the immigrants and no, it's illegal aliens. Yeah. But, uh, so really, when did it change from of the people by the people to screw the people? Yeah, basically that's that's exactly what what they did. I think it's been that way for a very very long and time. I, and I, what's I, that? What's that bumper sticker you got there? That's it's a bumper sticker. <laughs> you want to show th- it to everybody? I think <laughs> a, a bumper sticker that we need to make is, if the government knocks on your door and says we are the government and we're here to help, those are should be the most frightening words you've ever heard. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, if yeah. you think about it, all that's in the news right now. Well, what's not in the news? The Maui fire. East Palestine, train derailments, food factories going up in flames, farms uh, with, with, you know, chickens, cows, sheep being slaughtered yeah. uh, by the thousands, yeah. the spy balloon, Hunter, Bal- Hunter Biden, Jeffrey Epstein. Stop! That's too... <laughs> That's like, I can't take it anymore. My head's going to explode. My brain is exploding as we speak. And he's not even done. The list is it's not, not even done. He's just getting lot. started. Oh, my God. No, somebody hit him. But, yeah, like, it's like, if they would care about humanity as much as they care about what Trump does on social media, I think we would have a whole different nation. But, um, yeah, it's it's been... It's been a nation like this for, for quite some time. Actually, our founders, um, I have a little quote for you guys. While you're looking up for the quote, uh, uh, Becca's mentioning that they've been giving Jim Jordan such a hard time. And for three months, he's already looking haggard, beat up. and Oh, my like, God. He looked terrible. And, and I look at Trump. He's been taking it for a lot longer. And he still walks out with a fluff in his hair. And he's still <laughs> happy to be there. And he's still fighting everybody and daring them to stop him. And Jim Jordan, look at him. He's already falling apart. Oh, I, I know. I know. And, it's, and they, what they've done to Donald Trump is like far worse and what they're doing oh, to, to Jim Jordan. You know, Jim Jordan is such an energetic guy, and mm-hmm. I just think it took an enormous amount to bring him down to this point. Oh, we got another caller. We're getting a lot of callers today. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's good. Okay. I know I know who this is. Okay. Hey, Tamara, how's it going? <laughs> Fine. So what's on your mind? Okay. All these people... The illegals, a lot of them are illegals, but also all the other people. Yeah, but Tamara, people can't be illegals, From the right? Day, That's what they're trying to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From the very first day, Israel was attacked, and they killed people in their homes and babies and blah, 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 and all the horrible things they did. Um. To the to Israel's people. Okay. The very next day, in the morning, how did all these people get all those flags and get organized all these thousands and hundreds of people in at least four or five different states? How did they get organized and together so fast and out there and all those Palestinian flags? With all those commercially produced signs and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff, they just got it immediately, didn't they? Yeah, how did they get that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Did the illegals, did the illegals on their also little phone that they get, did they get a call and get those flags gave to them at some point? So all they had to do is pull them out? And then they gave them to other people too. Well, that's kind of like kind of like the riots in the cities by the Antifa, Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter, in which uh, just out of out of the blue, pallets of bricks 
showed up in, in, in the middle of the city. And nobody ever followed up on that. Did you notice that? I don't remember anybody being prosecuted for providing bricks for people to do destruction with. Do you remember any of that, any of you guys? No. No. Mm-mm. No, nobody ever nobody ever got in trouble. Uh-uh. You would think something like that would be easy to find out. I mean, I've talked about that before, and let's, there's only so many places that can deliver bricks. Number one, you got to buy them somewhere. There's only <laughs> limited number of people in town that are selling bricks, and you can look at the brick. Oh, who sells this exact kind of brick? Yep. You can find out. It can be traced. But no, it never was done. Never. Oh, and the people that they so very, very politely and gently arrested the, what, not yesterday, the day before? Mm Mm-hmm. At the Capitol? At the Capitol, yeah. Yeah, the bunch of people that were uh, basically uh, supporting Hamas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they were... down with America and and free the Palestinians and all that stuff, it was which over is fine. I mean, mm-hmm. the people of the of Palestine, a lot of them are not bad. I'm sure. Well, but I what be about so sure. freeing the new? Well, maybe they are bad. I don't know. Hey, Tamara, but we're coming up on a break. I can hold you. I can hold you over for a couple minutes if you want me to. Okay, well, can I just wait till the break? Yeah, you can wait. I'll put you on hold. I'll be right back. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Maybe they arrested 300 people by bitches that are not on the gulag like January 6th. Exactly. Okay, you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. We'll be right back. 